Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. Then you have to do your... So I am so excited to wind down today because I've got my besties in the studio today, and that would be my husband. Hello. <laughs> and then my girlfriend, Sarah. Hello, hello. I'm really pumped because... Well, I feel bad because Jen's sick, but it's also an opportunity to bring in some more of my... My, my friends in here, and obviously my husband again, who's become quite the regular on the show. <laughs> <laughs> series regular. I love it. He's now, a, he's now, yeah, he's now a series regular. It's time to negotiate my contract. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, so I have to tell you guys about Sarah, because Sarah oh, and I have a very God. unique story. So nervous. Unique New York. Are you ready? And Sarah is I'm like, ready. she's been practicing her. I'm ready. Her, I, I literally called her this morning and was like, hey, I voice memoed her, and I said, Hey, Jen sick. Can you get to my house? Um, and she lives about like probably like 45 yeah. minutes away. I swear she was at the house in like 20 minutes. Oh, I am ready to rock. <laughs> she was like all about. I'm know, in my workout clothes, but I got it done. You look great. Oh, thank you. So for everyone that's listening, um, I, I post Sarah a lot on my stories. She's um, become a great girlfriend of mine here in L.A. I'm a real cry. confidant. And we met actually on a Southwest Airlines flight. This is true. From Nashville to LA. LA to Nashville. Oh, it was LA to Nashville. Yeah. Oh, it was LA to Nashville. You were like here for like three hours. You're like, yeah. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. that's when I had that meeting yep. with the, I tested for a show yep. and I didn't get it, but it's fine. Mm. Um, but no, so Sarah was, you were supposed to sit in another seat. So go ahead. I had my dog. <laughs> and the Frenchie? The Frenchie. Yeah. And I saw like two open seats and I was traveling with my boyfriend and I got on first and I was like, oh, sir, can I sit there? It was a middle seat in an aisle. And he's like, oh, you need a seat for your dog. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> okay. So not, I looked. Not sitting next yeah. to you. Not sitting. No. So I looked yeah. right behind him and like, there's just like this pretty girl. And I'm like, total judged a book by its cover. I'm like, she's pretty. I'm sitting next to her. And so I just like, I was like, can I sit here? And you're like, yeah. And then we talked for like. The whole flight. We talked the entire the flight. The entire flight. Which I feel like, isn't that like opposite just from a girl's perspective? If you're like traveling with your boyfriend or your significant I other, it's never like, sit next to you see someone, girl. a smoking hot girl nope. like Jana, and you're like, yeah, me and my boyfriend will say, oh, that'd be great. 100%. I, I, highly I don't doubt even know was Tyson on the flight. Like, I don't he even was. remember him. No, I yeah. know, but he was like listening. Literally, he sat down and I was like, this is my friend. She's from Nashville. Like, she's married. She has, a, he's like, he's you, like, you got him five minutes before. Literally, me. literally. <laughs> but I mean, that's so true though, because oh. I would never, if there was a hot girl in the row and and we were, we're boarding. I'm with Mike. I would, I would never sit next to the hot girl, ever. Here I am. <laughs> Here we are. Here, Here we are. are. Basically, Sarah. Okay, so oh my God. this is how our conversation yeah. started. We no, became really. instant best friends within the first five minutes. Yeah. Then her boyfriend boarded. Okay, so let me just tell you this story oh about our boyfriend. Oh God. Is it okay? I talk. About oh no. It? Here we go. Okay. Here <laughs> we go. And here it is. We're sitting down. On the plane, this is my new best friend. She's in the middle seat. And usually, like, you don't talk to the person in the middle seat. So it's, you know, but, like, she's really cute, too, and she's fun. And I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. Like, I have, like, a new friend. This is awesome. So then her boyfriend sits down, and he's he's cute. He's, he's Wow. No, no, no. Because no. he's just not my type. I didn't mean it like that. No, no, no. He, he just, like, mean. keeps to himself. Like, I don't even think he probably said hi to you. Like. Maybe he yeah, did. Yeah, he said hi, but he's just like, yeah. I mean, okay, like, take him next to mine. Yeah, no. To totally no. Dead, but he's so cute. Yeah. He's cute. Yeah, he's I know. He's not my guy. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Anyways. So he, Michael's like. He is, Michael's like dying right now. Oh I mean, if he was bald, I'd be like, he's no. really cute. For sure. And he has a lot of hair, so. Yeah. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> so. Anyway, so her boyfriend sits down, who's very cute. And um, so we're talking, and I noticed that he's in, like, he has, like, hockey gear, you know. It says, like, hockey school. And I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with hockey, like absolutely obsessed with hockey. I grew up, you know, as a figure skater. I loved hockey players. I loved watching hockey, like the whole entire thing. <laughs> Why did you? No, I, I didn't say I like, I love hockey players. I'm saying like, oh God, Michael's just staring oh, at God. me right now. This is, She's this, the queen of digging holes I, for herself. I'm like, I'm I just, sweating. I, just, like, I love, I just sit here and watch it I know, burn. I know, this, both of us. No, I'm just saying I love, like, I love yeah, yeah, uh-huh, players. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fun fact, Jana loves hockey. Thank you, Sarah. So I start talking to her boyfriend and I was like, so where were you guys at? And you guys were just at a hockey. Yeah, you guys, we were going like, to Nashville for the hockey school. For an, uh, yeah, hockey camp. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's really cool. Um, you know, that's really exciting. And I was like, did you used to play hockey? He's like, yeah, I did. He's like, I played for a little while. I was like, oh, that's cool. He's like, my dad played hockey. And I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really cool. Huge understatement. She literally goes, oh, so like, did he like play a lot? Yeah, no. Okay, so, so I said I was like, so he plays hockey. That's that's really cool. And then I kind of started talking to Sarah again. But again, huge hockey fan over here. I kind of wanted to know more about you know was it was his dad good? Like did he like play play? You know, because I'm like, who knows? Maybe he was just like an overseas player and never actually like played like here. Wow. Overseas. Know. Shout out to all of our overseas Shout players out, to out there. Yeah, that's not what I meant. Oh, this is so I'm just good. Saying, like, maybe he was like he didn't go professional yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's hard. Overseas isn't professional oh, anymore. Is that what I meant? Hey, I will back her up. It's hard to make it. So yeah, I get it. You so were like, hard. maybe he's like yeah. playing in like Russia. Yeah, like, which is still great and yes. amazing for yes. those that have played in Russia. Yes, yes. So I'm going to stop. But anyways, so... You know, I kind of asked again. I was like, so was your dad, like, good? And he's like, yeah, you know, he was he was good. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, did he play, like, on a team that I would have, like, known? He's like, uh, maybe. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I started talking to Sarah again. And then I was like, God, I really want to know, like, is it someone that I know? Because, again, big hockey fan over here. So then I was like, so would I, like, know your dad? And he's like, um, yeah, maybe. And I was like, well, what's your, what's, what's your dad's name? Like, maybe I do know him. He's like, Wayne Gretzky. And I go, you're an <laughs> Literally. She literally looks at him and goes, you're an a- Yeah. And he just like started dying laughing. Yeah. I was like, Wayne Gretzky, you could have just started with that. Like the greatest hockey player of all time. What's your dad's name? The great one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Got I'm it. like, okay. I was just like, so I then stopped talking to him because I was mad at him yeah. for the rest of the time. No, flight. she was. Um, Sarah. Yes. So obviously I don't have my period right now. Oh, um, <laughs> what kind of tampons do you use? Um, I know that's like super personal, but no, it's okay. You don't have to use I, these ones. I think I use like this Playtex. I've never what? used a tampon. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. What do you use? Yeah. Why? I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah. No, I'll, really? I'll I just never have ever. And I'm 44. Why? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> have you just like, are you afraid? Just seems a little interesting. Yeah. But that's well, what why about, I like, like Lola because yeah. they have pads. Well, and right. But I'm sorry. I have to get back to this. That's fine. That's fine. But like Let's you have, you have other things go up there, right? Only one. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, hey, that's fine. Sorry, have... Uncle Roy. No, oh, God. <laughs> Uncle Roy. <laughs> poor Uncle Roy. Um, that's really funny. No, but that's true though. Lola, you need to start using Lola because so your Playtex ones that you're using, they're not organic. I know. And uh, Lola is a female-founded company offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleansing wipes. So unlike 
all the other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural. So, I mean, for me, like, you're worried about what you put yeah. in your body. Yep. You should be worried about what I you should. put up there. No, you, yes. And yes. You don't have to worry about it because it shows up at your house. Exactly. So you can pick. So, for example, like if, when you go to the store and you're picking out your other tampons, it's and like. I'm so embarrassed at checkout. Well, <laughs> you know, are you really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I was like. I'm the person who has like a 50 pack. I'm like, here we go. Well, but there's the thing like you don't need a 50. You know, yeah. it's like you're going to have so many like, you know, lights, but it's like this way, like a Lola, you can actually customize the number of super regular lights that you want. That's so you're amazing. not. And then it shows up to your door. Right when you're, it's like, oh, hello. I'm hello. about to start my period because Lola just showed up at my door. Oh my so God. for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter Jana when you subscribe. That's mylola.com, promo code Jana for 40% off all subscriptions. mylola.com and enter Jana. Well, this is when I knew we were going to be best friends because yeah. we're sitting there and she's like, so <laughs> how long have you guys been together? And I said, almost five years. And she looks at him and goes, what the F are you waiting for? <laughs> And I said, oh, my God. Like, I think I, like, I almost wept. I was like, thank you. Thank you. Like, somebody, thank you. And he he was like, he's like oh, oh, my God. He's like, he's like this girl that I've, no. I've known for five minutes is all up in my. He's like, you told her to say that. I'm like, I don't even know her. <laughs> that's why I love like, her. But that's, again, it's five yeah. years, yeah. Michael. Like, yeah. And I know that you're like, oh, that's such a Jana thing to do. Yeah. But it's yeah. been no. five years that's like, not i would say that to a, i did a complete yeah, stranger a complete, i never thought i'd see sarah again no I she become, did not <laughs> i didn't know we were gonna become like besties yeah. you know yeah but um, now i'm like still to this day i'm like what are you doing yeah no and then we're sitting there and she's like so i'm like okay take the heat off so i'm like oh what's your story like <laughs> literally i go how long have you been married and she goes happily <laughs> and ty oh. literally looked at me and i was like oh sh- oh sh- I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if I should have them talk to each other. <laughs> I mean, just a perfect storm. Perfect. Oh, no, sorry, honey. That's always my lead in. Like, it how was... long have you been married for? I'm like, happily or? No, but it was so funny. Like, she didn't think she was ever going to see me again. I didn't think I was going to see her again. We were dying. I mean, fight. we were very honest. Very. It was like one of those things where, like, when you think you're never going to see someone again, so you, you just, just go all out. You just say you everything. Just, like, full disclosure. I'm like, here are my fears. Here are my yeah, deepest no. doubts. And so then what's the deal with the five years? Like, what is happening? And oh. Amy wants to know this because she's in something where oh, it's... it'll be a hundred years. No. Like, but so, it's like, she... But this is good. You need to hear this because she's putting her foot yeah. down. So, like, we're almost at six years. <laughs> and what... Is it good, though? Oh, no. It mm. couldn't be. It's good. So why rock the boat? I know. Mm. Because it's something that I want. Goldie Hawnett. I know. We're not. I doesn't want to. Here's marriage. the thing. He would have a baby now. She doesn't want to go in that order. She yeah. wants to be married first. I, I'm on like to... Jana's scene where I'm like, it's just what I want. I just want that union. I just want the marriage. Like, I, I just want to text back, but it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally fine. No, I literally like said, I sent him a picture back. on the plane and it was the aisle. And it was, and I would literally was like, all my friends walking down the aisle and I'm just walking down the plane aisle. Like, mm-hmm. no, but I Dagger. do that all the time to him. So but did you put your, you did, because so we Sarah, had a, Sarah's like now become our, our child, our child. Yeah. Jolie 2.0. Yeah. We call her Jolie yes. 2.0. She's, <laughs> whenever it's Mike and I, it's always then Sarah. Yeah, she yeah. becomes our, our daughter. Yep. And, and it's always like third, you're not like third wheeling. No. Though, because it's like, no, you're it's truly not. like our daughter. Oh. <laughs> but we're like the same. Come age. on, Sarah, hold her hands. Yeah. What an honor. <laughs> <laughs> but so you came over and worked yeah. out with us and yeah. you're like, guys, I'm going to. I just was like, Amy, listen up. Yeah. This is where you need to hear. I just was like. Her dad actually. Yeah. My dad dad and I had a really good talk and he is like, you know, he's the dad 
and we had like a really emotional talk and he's like, I just want you to be happy. Like, and I could, I am happy. And so that's why I go back and forth. Right, Cause I'm like, why would I, happy. I have my girlfriend sending me like bumble pictures and they're like, thank your man tonight. Like the freaks are out. And so I'm like, why would I like rock something that's so good? I agree with that. But okay. however, you know, I just don't want to look back and be like, you know, like what if he never marries me? Right. But what if you're happy for a hundred years? I know. But she doesn't want that. She wants to be married. You know, she's like, and she doesn't want to go another yeah. six years. This becomes such an interesting conversation. It is such an Do you want to have a piece of paper? I know. Or do you want to be happy? I know. And what's his like hold up? Maybe he's seen unhappy marriages. I, I don't think know what he just... the story is with Wayne Gretzky. And... <laughs> no, he like, lit- he, he doesn't have a reason so I think that's why I'm like, if you had like a reason, he just is like, why, why now? Why rush? How old are you? How old is he? We're, he's 28. I'm 27. Oh my God. I know. Chill. I know. But, but, but she's from Texas. Yeah. Her little sister just got married. 25. Yeah. That's hard. When, I agree. When you have. A, that's the main in, thing is it's a lot of pressure for me. I'm the one who gets all the questions. Like, why is everyone asking me? Like, why? What is about it? not worrying about the noise? I know because she wants to have. Because I do want that with kids. him. Like, she wants to start. Like, and here's the problem, because I feel like guys too in LA. It's very different from like you know you guys back in Baltimore, yeah. where it's it's the guys here in California are like ten years behind. Yeah, totally. So she doesn't want to be 37 and still in a yeah. situation where she's not married yeah. and doesn't have kids. No, totally. You know? Where I think with you, Michael, like. <laughs> Yeah, it depends on, yeah, I think geographically it does have something to play, to uh, a part to play in it, but also, well, your parents are still married, right? Mm-hmm. They've been married for a long time. I would literally, like, years. even in my sister's wedding speech, I was like, I'm someone who can definitely say, like, I think my parents have the perfect marriage. You know, right. his parents have been married 30 years. Mine are almost at 30. So, like, we both come from that. I just am like. So, what does he say? He literally is like, go, like, why rush? That's literally his rush. I mean, that's literally his. Why rush? I'm right. like, and well, you can tell him it's not about rushing. Yeah. It's about this. You're the person I know I want to spend the rest of my life with. And, he and for says me, that marriage, too. marriage is something that is important to me that my parents have shown me a good example. And it's something that for me, I won't feel complete until I have that. Yeah. And I want Ooh. to complete my life with you. Complete. So why not do that? Complete me and marry me. Complete me. Yeah. <laughs> no, that I mean, That's good. I like that. The awesome. more he gets it now. A year ago, he was like, whatever, but like he gets it now. So what's the timeline now? I mean, what do you mean? Like, like I if think- you're 30 and you are still not, don't have a ring on your finger. No, I'm thinking like, I think a year. I think it will be happening in a year. And would, I like, hate Remember what you said, maybe? You said, be prepared for the consequences of what happens when you do pressure him. Yeah. yeah. But like, you're well, going to break up with this well, perfect guy? I know. Guy. No. And that's the thing. It's all just talk. I'm so but talk. She, but I will say this, though, is like, she's not doing the things that she's... Yeah. It's like, it's, it's almost like holding you back yeah. in a way. I just want that. That's like, it is. I, I would say, I just want that. Like, cause it's like, what is my purpose? I feel like I'm just following him yeah. there and there and there. Well, and so all my like, family's in Texas and I just sometimes, you know, I get home. I have tons of nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and I just sometimes feel like I'm missing out. And I'm like, if you give me that, if you become my family and it's you and me, then I have, mm-hmm. then I'm fine staying here in California and I'm right. fine doing this. Yeah. But if not, then it's like, okay, then I'm 30. Then I just start all over. And yeah. then do I move back to San Fran? Like it, or San, yeah. this San, becomes Antonio? the great debate of all life. Literally. Because yeah. you're happy. And so happy. Married people 
I know. Aren't. I know. But there's still something missing, though. That's the thing. You can still be but is like. It missing just because you're pretending it's missing. Do you know what I mean? Like, are yeah. you making up that it's missing? Maybe it's not missing. No, because I, she, want, I'm she just, wants to get married I'm and just, have a baby. I'm just so stubborn. <laughs> Everybody support that. <laughs> no, it's. Get on my Literally. God, I got to get to Texas. No, I think I'm just so stubborn. And so now I'm like, right. now it's a thing where like, okay, you won't give me a ring. So now well, why won't you? Wendy Walsh gets here, Dr. Wendy Walsh. This oh, is like God. a great thing to start with her. Oh, Lord. Because you might be sabotaging your own happiness. I know. I probably am. What kind of doctor is she? Like a psychologist. <laughs> but here's exactly. my question, though. But it, she might not. Now, just to play devil's advocate with you, just what you just said, Amy, is she might be sabotaging her own growth. And her own dreams and aspirations by being held back by someone that isn't wanting to move forward with her. Right. And it's a crapshoot. Hold on. I'm getting the doctor. Okay. Yeah. And But, I mean, from a guy's perspective, though, like, you don't want to feel rushed. I mean, I remember in the very beginning, I mean, I put my foot down and I was like, look, we own this house together. I don't want to play house. Yeah. Put a ring on it. Yeah. This is what I want. I told you what I wanted. You're not on the same page. Get out. Yeah. Like, that's the, I, I just have a very, like, this is what I wanted. Yeah. But then he would... He didn't like the, it's not that I ultimatum do you or made you rush, but like. But because of my codependency. Yeah. It, it felt like that. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I had no choice. Yeah. And that was because of my internal struggle. So I felt like I had to do that to keep her happy when ult- ultimately it created a lot of resentment in me. See, now, granted, you guys have five, six years yeah. and our timeline was a lot shorter. So. But I, I come from like, I mean, my dad was married once. All, th- I have three older sisters. They've all been married at least once and so i come from line i i know that you know divorce is a real thing and so right. that's why i've worked so hard to not pressure him not ultimatum him not because i don't ever want right. him to to ever have that to throw back at me yeah i want I, and i tell him i go i just want you to marry me because you want to marry me well but that's the thing too that's why you don't want to have kids first yeah. because you don't want to feel like you're getting married yeah because yeah i you want, had a kid yeah because that's that sucks. It's like, oh, so you're just really marrying me because now I'm pregnant and like, now I'm like, and now I have your kid. Like that. Which was- even Jana, Jana wanted to try to get pregnant before we, we got married. We. When I said I didn't want to have a baby until we got married, and she was we. she was ready. I was. To- we decided. Oh no, you guys! <laughs> I'm never coming back. <laughs> I thought we decided that we wanted kids. Like, like we were we. going to start trying. I- Oh, my Mike, yes. Mike, Mike. Yes. We. We eventually got to that point because we had our wedding plan. Yeah. So we were going to, we were on our way to get married. But yes. Okay. So Sarah. Yeah. And Amy, I want to tell you guys about Beauty by Design. Do you guys know about Beauty oh, by Design? Yeah. I've been wanting you to tell me about yeah. that. Okay. So they offer a complete skincare solution curated by online estheticians, which I think is amazing because you never really know, like, like, are do estheticians like they're actually like picking it yeah. out for you so you can get a skin diagnosis and basically match like customized just for you so like if you any issues that you're having with your skin you can basically get a get it expert advice by and by text too anytime you want so it uses over 250 safe and natural active ingredients that carry unique therapeutic properties to give you a healthy glow and radiant skin um they have a hundred different products so great for sensitive skin or allergic skin. Um, you choose from cleansers, moisturizers, serums, eye creams, and more. And it's perfectly matched for you. And I feel like whenever I go to the store, I have a hard time. I'm like, well, I don't really know what uh, I need. I never know what I need. I just throw things in. 
here's how it works. You start by taking a skin survey and snap a quick selfie. You'll then review your personalized skincare regimen with a live esthetician by text message. Based on your mobile consultation and survey responses, you'll receive a list of recommended products with you. So that's great. Oh, like you're literally sending a picture. Really that's cool. like look at your really photo. easy. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Um, and then you can, you know, change to like if your face is, you know, changing through hormones or yeah. seasons, whatever, like they can totally change it. So for 20% off your first order, visit beautybydesign.com slash Jana and use promo code Jana. That's beautybydesign.com slash Jana for 20% off your first order. Beautybydesign.com slash Jana. We've got a doctor in the house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Woohoo! I'm in your personal space no, because please. I have such a short no, cord okay. here. No, it's okay. You can come a little closer. <laughs> we have Dr. Walsh here with us today in Yay. studio. All right. Um, Hi, I'm Jana. Hi, Jana. Hi, it's very nice, nice to, to meet, meet you. you. This is my husband. Michael. Hi. My loving husband. Michael. So I would call the two of you on first sight just the highest ranking mates ever when we're looking at mate status. So Ooh. I bet your babies are damn gorgeous. Oh. Gorgeous. She's a dog. Got that going for us. Sweet. You got one? We have one and I have one on the way. Oh, we have one on the way. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And how old is a baby? She is two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. yeah that's and good baby spacing. Is, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's it's good. And then that's my uh, dear friend, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. There. Nice to How meet you. How are you? I'm Dr. Wendy. Good. Nice Sarah's to meet you. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. She's just in a very... Um, She's it's she's been in a relationship for six years, mm-hmm. and she's kind of at that point where it's like, what are we doing? You know, yeah, this came, I call this it, came, this came out of nowhere. Yeah. I call it the stalemate. Ooh, Ooh the stalemate where you're just in a stalemate. So first of all, I need a couple demographic questions. How old are you? How old's he? I'm 27. He's 28. Okay, he's and from California. Mm-hmm. I'm from Texas. Huge difference. Uh, because in Texas, oh yeah, traditional should have been married still like in fashion, right? Yeah. Okay. And um, how long have you been together? Almost six years. Okay. He's a Cancer. I'm a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. So let me throw some stats at you. <laughs> okay. Average age of first time marriage for men is about 28. Average age of first time marriage for women is 26. When I say average, that's an American average. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not talking about LA and New York. Yeah. We're talking about the whole country brought in together. Now. We're also seeing, you know, women have this thing called a fertility window that mm-hmm. men just don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, if you, had, if you had to guess, what do you think the age of, a, uh, what age a woman is where she is most biologically fertile? Like 18. <laughs> well, she has the most eggs at 18, which is why those girls oh. get, I, I think. But yeah. um, I would say 26. What'd you yeah, yeah 20, 25. It's 20. So what happens is we're all born with about 400 little suckers tucked into our ovaries. We drop one, two, or three a month if you're going to have triplets. And um, so what happens is our fertility stays really strong through our 20s. It takes a dive at 30, falls off a cliff at 35. Oh, my. And by the time you're talking 40, (laughs) you're talking about high incidence of, you know, disabilities, autism, etc. However... Our culture is not matching up with our biology because right now we have more successful women than men. In fact, there are more women in the American workforce than men. Damn right. And for every two guys that graduate college, there are three women. Oh, wow. So what's happening is women are eating up their fertility window with education and career building. And then there's this scramble in the early 30s 
a crazy anxiety that women have that men <laughs> okay, Why are you pointing okay, at her? Because you came into the great debate. When, oh. Let me just tell you this. Okay, you can just laugh all you want, sir. My mother went through menopause at 33, so I go. started to freak out. Yep. So I met him in when I was 31. 31. So I'm like, it's a look, biological reality. I was like, look, this is I, this is what I want. I want to get married. I want to have kids. Like, and I want to do it within this window because I'm freaking out. If I can't have kids, like, my purpose in life is to be a mom. You like, know what I, I like just... about you, Jana? Yeah, is that you're a smart woman who knows that you're in charge of relationships. Guys, just follow along. Yep. If we don't negotiate commitment, <laughs> no question. Listen, we don't have grooms magazines. All right, they don't spend their whole life dreaming about what tux they're going to wear to their wedding. It's up to us to. Make the ultimatum happen oh. to negotiate commitment, but we have but to be ready to let it go out, too. But here's the problem, though, and here's the problem with that. And let me just say, side note, sidebar, we're going back to the pin. I did that because I wanted to freeze my eggs because I was so scared of not yep. being able to have. And, of course, those embryos weren't good enough to, you know, to freeze, so we implanted whatever. Mm-hmm. Back to, he held that against me, though. Yeah, that's what, what I don't what? ever want. What do you mean? Held what against there was, you? The, she the, missed the it. The fact that I... Was like, this is what I want, and I want it now. Like, you know, I want it in this window, this year period. And, and so he held that against me. Yeah, what was his punishment? There was no punishment. Well, then it's not held against you. You won. Uh-huh. Oh. Well, she said, <laughs> no, she said that if basically I didn't jump on board, then she'd find someone that would. There you go. That's called an but, ultimatum. Yes. And it, hello, I was on you're on baby for- number two. You're married. You're together, right? And we're so happy. But she wins. we had major issues. Yeah. So what? Guys, it hurts. Ooh. It hurts. But if you want to get with an A-list I number like 10 Ooh. woman, oh you've got to sign gracious. up for it and get with the program. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. how for, for a man, though, like because he used that against me and then that kind of fed into his his mental health stuff that followed that. So his punishment was kind of a little bit of emotional abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Just keep your eye on the prize, which is the long-range goal. Mm-hmm. Work through his emotional. He'll get over it. He's good. Look where he is now. Yeah. I have no resentments now. Sweet baby girl, another one coming. Yeah, right? he's yeah. Good. He has the world I right do. now. He does. I just do. needed to guide him a little bit yeah. right towards that perfect life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, as I that's said, true. no man reads a groom's magazine. No. And I know, and that's not fair because not fair. there's so much pressure on us, and that's what I think. Well, I also want to say something else, Sarah, is that we live in a culture with a very narrow definition of what it is to be masculine and what it is to be a man. Spend some time in Sweden, as I just did a few months ago. Oh, my goodness. Such a wide range of masculinity on display, first of all. They legislate fatherhood because they give you 18 months off, but a woman is not allowed to take all 18 months. A dude has to take a chunk of it. So you see these marauding wow. roves of gangs of baby-wearing guys everywhere. It is just That's beautiful. Amazing. It is wow. beautiful. And so what happens here is that guys don't realize they've ingested the rules of the man box and they're put in a very narrow man box. Mm -hmm. And so giving them the opportunity to be a good father, to be a loving husband is what women are doing Mm -hmm. by guiding them a bit. Right. They're letting them out of the man box. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Sarah, I interrupted you. Oh, no, no. No, I was just saying that I, I just think it's not fair that there's so much pressure for like women when it's like, why? Like, yeah, biology. No one's fair. asking him when we're getting married. Everyone asks me, and I'm like, "What? I don't because know." Because you have a fertility window. I know. And he doesn't. I and know. I do. So the s- ultimatum is, is the, so you you think there should be an ultimatum given to him? I'm a big believer in ultimatums. Really? I just think. Wow. Well, also, what happens is this. Do you guys live together? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so here's again, just statistics. Just because there's statistics yeah. doesn't mean you will fall yeah. into that group. 
But generally, if you live together before marriage and the longer you live together, the worse your marital outcomes, the higher divorce rate, the less chance you'll actually get married. Because what ends up happening is you burn out the passion years you know, well, comf- I mean, we're comfortable. Yeah. You fart in each other's face now. Well, it's no, no, like- actually, I am not. No, we're not like that. That's a big thing I'm not about. But um, yeah, no, we're comfortable. She's from Texas. She's still yeah, a lady. I'm a lady. Right. <laughs> Jana's burping up a storm every time it gets me. She's but, pregnant. I know. No, even when she's not. <laughs> Don't let her hide behind yeah. that, that blanket. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I don't know. So the thing is, you have to be at your state of readiness. If, I know. if, in fact, you do want to become a mother, and as a little caveat, I want to add that 20% of human beings, male and female, do not become parents. Now, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that we're not wired to reproduce. How do their genes stay in evolution's chain if they don't become parents? Because every alloparent, alloparent, somebody who has not a biological interest in kids, but somebody who cares about kids, mm-hmm. keeps their genes by being the best aunt, the best uncle. They also help nurture the culture because they tend to build businesses that employ families. They tend to build charities that help children. They tend to just nurture the culture at large. So I'm not thinking that every woman out there has to become a mother because 20%. I mean, I was a single mother, am a single mother, have been for 14 years. And if I didn't have a bunch of child-free girlfriends helping me out, I could never have survived. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, You're going to make the decision what you want in your life. Make a relationship life plan. This is the date I want to get married if that's what you want. This is the date I want to have a kid by. And then you're very calmly going to inform that date and that relationship plan to your partner. And if he can't step up, calmly. And if he can't step up by the date, then you have to be prepared to find the mate that will. Yeah. I feel like you hold you're 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 um, staring at Wendy and you're like you're disagreeing. I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. But I'm I feel just, like you, you're like you kind of looked at her like, what? well, because I feel like when my like when we have like um, Julie 2.0 conversations, me and you guys, uh-huh. the the ultimatum thing, you guys are kind of torn on it. Okay, babe, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Because I feel like you were you were giving her the eye of like I don't agree with that at all. It's not that I don't agree. I I agree that. Men in general, yes, we need a little pressure because God knows that I, Jana's pressure me in situations. I needed that um, to mature and take the next step. But I just have concerns just knowing how I am personally with whether it creating resentment or just holding something against my partner because it's something that maybe I'm not ready for. Maybe something that I really don't want to do. Now, as a man, it's up to me to express my emotions around that. And I found that through Jana and I communicating better in our relationship now that I don't have resentments like I used to because we are communicating and I'm communicating about my feelings. But because he was so codependent in the beginning of our relationship, he just did "Ah." whatever I, but then held that against me. Mm -hmm. Which is unfair, which is completely unfair because I didn't tell her how I felt about it. And I couldn't, not only that, I couldn't say it in a healthy way because I would let things bottle up inside me and then I'll just, I'll explode. Many men need to learn that lesson, how to actually um, find words for their feelings and express it. Because, you know, what is a relationship? A relationship is an exchange of care. That care can take many forms. It can be sexual care, financial care, uh, child care, domestic responsibilities care, emotional care, physical care when someone's ill, right? And so when we're talking about, Sarah, being in a relationship where you've been exchanging care, you now have a need that he doesn't have at this stage, at this time. And When I talk about ultimatums, I'm not asking you to be manipulative and try to get him to do something. I'm asking you 
to look at your own goals, your own life, Mm -hmm. and put some boundaries on yourself. Because you can choose to wait it out until his state of readiness, which may or may not come. Yeah. And may or may not come along your fertility window schedule. And that's the thing, too. He, when I see him with children, again, I weep. Like, he's so Uh good with kids. Like, that's when I love him the most. Mm. And we both come from big families. So he has nephews. I have nieces. and So we both love kids. We both... But I'm just like, come on. I well, just want that order. I just want well, it. I don't know why. could the conversation start with something about your relationship life plan? In other words, you know, honey, um, I don't want to pressure you. I love what we have going here. But I need to know where the end game is and when. So what age do you think you'll be when you want to have kids? Let's just explore his needs. We've had, like, that's the thing is we've had a lot of talks over almost six years and they're always good and and he knows that's the thing is he knows what i want and he knows how i'm feeling but what does he want he just wants me forever he wants he tells me all the time i want to be with you forever i'm gonna be with you forever i just i'm just why why do we need to jump into something why do we need to rush into something and again rush. i don't think we're six ju- years is not a rush i, I know <laughs> i don't think we're jumping like- or rushing but i think that he just again california i mean he doesn't have any married friends I yeah, have, that's part of it too. And mm. I have a lot in mm. not in LA. And so it, it's marriage is contagious. I know. Just like divorce is contagious. Well, and she sees me like she's comes every time she oh. comes over it's like I, she's with my daughter yeah. and then like I'm pregnant and you mm. know so it's And so I think that again and I've always said this if he had a friend like in his get engaged we'd be 2 months later we the dominoes just, would fall. He does not I just I think he just does not want to like I don't know. I don't know. But like we were talking before no other issues. No other issue. What do you want? I want to I want to be with him forever. But and do you want to become a mother? I 100%. Okay. And do you want to do that by the time you're what age? I mean, yeah, I want to do it ASAP. Oh, ASAP, not when I'm 32. Now. No, I mean I would have liked to have already had like Okay, then you're there. You're there. To, but he but, will have a baby. Yeah. Without he is fine to have the baby yeah. now. So he, maybe you just need to adjust that part of it. No. And, not if you've been together six years and you're from Texas and he can respect your background. And mm-hmm. he knew this. He yeah. knew what he was signing up for when and, he walked into it. And that's it. the thing. Yeah. My Traditional parent, values. My family. Lo- I mean, his family loves me. I love his family. My family loves him. But I just like my dad. I just. It's a respect. I don't know. What happens if he says no, Wendy? What oh, if yeah, he, well, he won't? He won't. He you want to know my prediction? Her. Here's my prediction. You guys are going to break up. <laughs> And then what? you're going to get back together and get engaged. Uh, uh, That's how the ultimatums work. I disagree. Not going to happen. He, he he will not break up with her. But she she's he has his cake and he's eating it too. She lives with him. Yeah. So the words mean nothing unless yeah. they're backed up by action. I know. Action is her getting her own place. Yeah. I know. He's been, but I just she's been saying for six years this is what she wants he and he's not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Right. So, so words why are nothing. Going to do it right. Wendy's yeah, it's, right. It's like if you tell your two year old. No, you can't have a cookie before yeah. dinner. That two-year-old is going to keep going to the cookie jar until you back it up <laughs> with day. a behavior. That but I true. think we can't but, all just have everything we want. Like, we're not, I mean, I get it. Maybe we wait, can. Wait, wait, wait. We're talking about the one thing we're put on the earth to do, which is to reproduce. No, he said yes to that. He just isn't ready to get married. Yeah. But that's, but, but, but if it hadn't been six years, if it hadn't been six years, I understand, like, not everyone can get what they want. She's waited six years, so she hasn't. If she got what she wanted, she'd have been doing it years ago, like really putting the heat on them. But there's two things that she's staying true to, which I think are very valuable. 
the fact that she wants to get married before having children and that she wants to have children with him and not and nobody well, else. What so, do you want most? Him or marriage then a baby? I mean, obviously him. Because that's what I go back and forth about. But I'm why like, have to sacrifice? I know, and that's okay. what that's the only thing that we fight Can about I, is I feel I like I say something that he needs to hear from you. Yes. That we're not a socialist country, we're a capitalist country. We don't have a big safety net for single parents. If people have babies out of wedlock, statistically, 90% breakup rate by the time the kid is 10. Wow. So the best nest we still have in modern America is two people, hopefully with a biological interest, in those kids to help raise them. I'm not a big believer in till death do us part, because I think when till death do us part was invented, death was pretty imminent. And because mm -hmm. of our long mm -hmm. lifespans, even the most monogamous of humans will have two or three long stints of monogamy. But I believe if you sign up for 18 years and you're about to sign up for another 18, mm -hmm. then you're in it. Yeah, That's the commitment. And that's the thing the relationship grows. So why not have that marital contract? Because research shows it's the thing that keeps people in the game. No, and I... I told, I mean, like I said before, he come, his parents have been married forever. So has, I, it's just something that I want. Yeah. I would like to he raise. He kind of look like his mom too. Oh. Look at that. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> well, I th what I think is interesting though, I think what Amy, it's like, because you're on a different path. Like you don't, you don't want kids. Right. So and it's like, totally and you're fine with not being. She's with, the great aloe parent here. Yeah. And she doesn't, yeah. she doesn't want to have kids. You know, she's. You're in your relationship. You're just wanting to. You don't care about getting married. No, you just want I'm the not guy. At all. You just yeah. want. So it's like, you guys just have two very different. Which Pers is like, yeah. Which, what Jana's saying is so interesting. I come at it from a completely different perspective. Mm -hmm. I want to keep talking about this, and then I want to talk about all these bad marriages too, and see what Wendy thinks we should, people need. What do you to mean do bad marriages? That. Think of these people that, like, we all have friends. I'm not talking about you guys, because you guys are, like, working it out. It's great. But I have so many friends that have been married for 10, 20 years. Like, I have a girlfriend who, the, the marriage is just dead. Mm -hmm. Dead. They've been together so long. It's not miserable, but there's just no there there. And what are those people supposed to do? Well, also, looking at any relationship from the outside is impossible to imagine what they're experiencing inside. Because there can be a level of secure attachment that you say there's no there there, and they feel absolutely secure. Oh, no, this is her words. She's right. telling me that it's dead. Well, I think f for, like, when, and this is what I kind of told Michael, which is what I, you know, I'm scared about. Yes, we've had m some massive issues with the relationship. We're repairing. We're, we're at a good place now, but it's going to be constant repair and constant communication. But my fear is that when we keep going, you know, more years, there are times when we might grow and be different and change. And it's like, how do you, how do you stay connected? Like, so that we, when we get to our 10 year, I'm not here, I'm here. And he's like over here. And it's like, how so, do we stay together in that? In addition to relationships being an exchange of care, the other amazing thing about relationships is they are the best gymnasium we have for our minds. They help us grow. And that back and forth tangle that you're describing is the life of a healthy relationship as two people grow. Life is changing every second, every minute. Our fingernails are growing so fast. At a nanosecond, they're growing, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is changing. The person that you married will biologically not be the same person seven years later. Every cell in her body will have been replaced. Yeah. And along the way, you guys get to tangle with each other and learn about yourselves and grow. Because That's partners, why... do you believe that partners do fall in and out of love in marriage? Oh, well, let's define love. 
There are lots of different kinds of love. At the beginning of a relationship, it's mostly lust and passion, right? After a while, it gets into intellectual commitment love, commitment for the kids and for uh, you know the families brought together and maybe the incomes and buildings you're, or houses you're building and things you're doing, right? You made an intellectual commitment to ride out the bumps because it's the, the long game is so important. And then eventually the couples that stay together the longest fall into something called mature companionate love. Look at your parents. If you say your parents have been married together, I promise you it's not first date sex for them. Oh, if they're God. having it at all. Oh, Jesus. But they're not going anywhere right. because they have mature companionate love that is so good for our physiology. To have somebody who knows you so well, who can almost read your mind, and someone who will still tangle with you and argue with you if you're straying that out away. That seems to be the key. Like, yeah. Jana and Mike have junk, and they're always kind of working Every human at it. does. But I think the marriages that seem to need to be done are the ones where there is no tangling. It's so done. And I have friend after friend after friend who, like, they're just waiting for the 18, waiting for the kids to go to college. But and that's well, so like, bad for the kids to see, that? though, too. It's like, I don't, I don't get want that. Like, if they're we're not happy. Together in years, yeah. they, they're not miserable. There's just nothing. Mm hmm. What is that? And what do you do about that? Well, that that's just be, two people not growing together, right? Or it could be mature companionate love and you're judging it based on sexuality. You know, there are lots of a wide range of sexualities in every kind of relationship. Some people have sex every day. Some people have sex only on Christmas, you know, and, and some don't have it for years. I mean, they're just, there's a wide range of sexuality. So that's not a litmus test to judge a relationship. Um, and the highest divorce rate is when the empty nest happens because the, they forgot to repurpose their relationship. They mm -hmm forgot to create whatever retirement life they want to have together and they grew separately um i do think that there are some people that have kind of an avoidant attachment style meaning that they're actually afraid of emotional intimacy so they live like roommates in their house yeah. nobody entering tender private areas of their psyche and living like perfect roommates together and for them that works mm -hmm. Now, you and I would judge it because we're intimacy addicts. Why do you think I'm in this business, right? I want to know. It's in your mind. I want to feel what's happening, right? Uh, so I would look at it and go, that would never work for me. But for them, when they find it. for them. They're not happy. All these people telling me they're not happy. Wait, who's I, telling you? All these people? All the, I have girlfriend after girlfriend after girlfriend telling me these same stories where I think yeah. they're nailing it. Yeah. But they're not happy. They don't right. like it. Here, here's one of the saddest things. So I want to really quickly give you a tiny little lesson in attachment theory. So, um, And again, this is just boiling it down to simple jargon for everybody. So attachment theory is the theory that looks at how and why we attach to people across a lifespan. And it's along a scale. Some people have a lot of anxiety and fear and preoccupation with their partners. They have easy abandonment issues. They're counting the minutes between the texts. Why didn't he call? What's happening? And there's a lot of anxiety. Other people feel easily smothered and they're even the person just calls once and they're like, oh, this girl calls all the time. What's happening? And I don't mean to put gender on it because there can be anxiously attaching guys. Um, and so what happens is the longest relationships that are sometimes the most painful but often last the longest is the person who has the anxious attachment style who meets the avoidant person. And what happens is we're trying to work out our early – it's all developed in early life in the first 12 months of life when our brain triples in size and we make assumptions about whether the world can be trusted, whether mommy and daddy will be there when we cry, whether we will be picked up, whether we'll be left in a wet diaper. Mm -hmm. And so this is how we form a blueprint for love that then we go out and cast 
And we look, we cast and look for that perfect person who will play along. Oh, you'll be the daddy who promises to abandon me. You'll be the smothering mother. Okay. And it's on. I'm going to fix it this time. Mm -hmm. Right. So interesting enough, when people have an anxious attachment style, they're most often sexually attracted to the avoidant people. So it's a chase that always goes on with both unfulfilled needs. I believe that. Uh-huh. Amy. <laughs> Amy's over in a, in a corner just shaking, crying right now. So again, now. happiness and duration are not necessarily linked. In other words, there are people in unhappy relationships who will stay together forever because that chase never ends and they're always filled. They're in love with longing. They're not in love with love. And yeah. in, my, in my personal opinion, just in the last year and a half with the amount of therapy that Jane and I have done and we've done personally as individuals and growing together is I know it's cliche to say communication is key, but I don't think a lot of relationships out there understand really the depth of communication that they need to get to and be rigorously honest with your partner and get to a place where you you feel safe with that. And that's where Jana and I are starting to get where we can be rigorously honest with fears or feelings and what we have going on where now we're not really as reactive to that as the partner where we get scared or triggered from those feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, And that those feelings have nothing to do with gender. They're human. You can be all man and fully masculine, and in fact, very responsible and in charge and control by expressing your feelings. That's one of the most masculine things out there. And the best person you want to be rigorously honest with is yourself. Yeah. Right. Amen Becoming that. self-aware. And Amen. I think your friends just, they're they are just, again, they maybe haven't communicated over the years and you just grow so apart that you're just like, I don't like the person I'm next to, you know, and that I'm sure that happens a lot of times in marriages because you're not growing together. And they're so. not, maybe not at their state of readiness. You're at their state of readiness <laughs> and Can they're not. anxious person. Uh-huh. That's dating the avoidance person ever work. <laughs> Hypothetical situation. These are, these are the wonderful couples to get into couples therapy because you're basically teaching the anxious person to contain themselves a little bit and yeah. hang on. And you're also teaching the other one to come out of his or her shell and express their feelings. So that could take some time. Yeah. Oh, and it's that, not a quick fix. I'm an avoidant. Jana's gets anxious. And yeah. through the work that we've done, we've started to meet in the middle. Yeah. To understand that her love will not smother you and engulf you, will not kill you in yeah. any way. That it's just there. Just allow it to be there. Yeah. And on the other hand, he's not going anywhere. And needing to know that he's checking in a certain number of times a day or showing his love for you. Here's my feeling. And I don't know anything about you and your relationship, but mm-hmm. I will say it's common that the anxious person is always looking for the other person to express love. The gifts, yeah. the you tell me I'm pretty, all this stuff. When we learn to love ourselves mm-hmm. deeply, that's the only time we can really love somebody else. Excellent. When we are so fulfilled mm-hmm. with our own self-confidence and self-love. Oh, and that's when we become really sexy, by the way. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, can we read an email from yeah, Corey? Okay, one of our listeners wants um, some... Oh, Michael, and your name is in there, too. Okay. This is from Corey. We struggle with intimacy issues. My husband and I tend to struggle with intimacy issues. I want to have sex way more often than he does, and I can tell it bothers him because the drive is not always there. It's a struggle to always feel like I'm nagging for sex to happen. If Michael is in the studio, can he shed light to a male's perspective on this and what I could do to help the situation? Jana, how do you deal with feeling like the one who instigates more often, if that's the case, because it is with me, which it is. I understand the biggest thing here is communicating about it, and we have, but it hasn't changed the situation. I've suggested therapy, but he doesn't want to go. He doesn't think we are at that point. 
You want to answer first? Wendy, take the lead. Okay. So this is why whenever I talk about relationships, I talk about biology, sociology, and psychology. So biologically, sometimes people just have different levels of sex drives. They have, and usually when they see a sex therapist, it's because of a high desire, low desire dynamic. And there are exercises and work that you can do to get into something that works for both. Now, sociology. What does your social group think is a normal amount of sex? Where, what messages are you picking up from your culture about sex? Is sex supposed to mean that you're in love and if you're not having sex, he doesn't love you enough? Psychology. Do we have an anxious attachment person? Because what, the way that our attachment style plays out is through our sexuality. Is she anxious and is he avoidant? And the more she's needy, the more his body shuts down, right? So that's why all of these things need to be teased out separately and discussed. Well, and it sounds like, I mean, she says she has talked about it. It seems like they talked about it in a good way. She suggested therapy, but he doesn't, he doesn't want to go. He doesn't think he's at that point. So what does she do when she's already tried to communicate? Here's the good news. Even an individual can go to couples therapy and change the relationship because relationships and families are a system. And if you change one cog in the system, the system can change. But what else, I mean, what else can she do besides having a different conversation? Like she's already had the conversation though. Like being like, hey, this is... The therapist will help her come to a deeper realization about what her needs are connected to. Uh-huh. Her, the therapist will help her understand whether her sexual needs are related to her psychology and her neediness or whether it's a sex drive issue. The psychologist will help her find a better way to communicate her needs mm-hmm. or maybe give an ultimatum. Um, there will be... She can change her reaction to him through getting to know herself better. And that can change the relationship. Again, you don't go into therapy saying, I'm going to get him to do this. I'm going to get her to do this. Mm-hmm. You go into therapy saying, I'm going to know me more so I can react differently to the world. You know, that's, uh, that is a great point. I hope people really heard that because, again, just we can only go back on what Jana and I have experienced personally. And when we started therapy, um, just since everything happened a year and a half ago, I feel like at the beginning of us going to individual and couples therapy, it was about how can I, you know, more about talking about our partner and how can we get them to do what we want or not do what we don't <laughs> that's want That's how it to started. Do. Yeah, right? that, if that's how it feel like it started, at least for me. And then, then finally gets into, it, you graduate into the place of you're not going to talk about your partner, you're going to talk about yourself. Yeah. And, and your reaction fi- to your and partner. And then the changes actually happen. Yeah. And that's what I've seen personally. I think Jana can attest to that too. Mm-hmm. And um, they may not happen in the way you envisioned Right. But because you're a different different person in the dynamic, your needs may change. So what do you think for her perspective? Like, what would you say? And what, you what's her situation? Again? They're married? Uh, yeah, they're married. She wants to have sex more than he does. Um, you know, how does, she, you know, how does, and, uh, can you shed light to a male's perspective on this? Like, what can I do to help the situation? Like, right. so what could she do to like. Does it say if they've been married a long time? Or uh, it doesn't say if they've been married. It's just my husband and I. Okay. Yeah. Um, for me as an avoidant and one with intimacy issues don't own that title you're you're programming your brain <laughs> that's how i started that is yeah, how i started i, used to I be. acknowledge a that former, a former avoidant. i acknowledge that because i know the work that i need to do and the work that mm-hmm. i am doing so mm-hmm. that's why i acknowledge that because that is someone who i i still am in certain scenarios and i'm working not to be um but f- for me a lot of it comes with performance anxiety because mm-hmm. i am an avoidant mm-hmm. and Knowing that maybe his spouse is someone who's anxious and maybe your love language is physical touch, where any time that she may want to start to get physical, he might automatically think, okay, I have to have sex. 
Like that's the verbiage. Like I have that, to perform. Like that's the verbiage that might go in his head is I have to do this. Well, that's not what you want. You don't want to say I have to do this. You want to be like, oh yeah, I want to do this. I just know that from experience where I've had feelings in my head where I've said I have to do this right now. And maybe you just start off a little bit. And these are things that, you know, Jan and I have, have done at times where it's, hey, let's just, let's just kiss. Let's just, can you just hold me, hold me for a little mm. bit and warm him up where it's not like all or nothing, where it's you're away from him because you know he doesn't want anything, but just bring it up to him. Be like, hey, will you just hold me for a little bit? No expectations, no pressure to perform, no, you know, we have to have sex, no have to anything. In fact, what you're describing is something I talked about on my KFI show this week, which are sensate focus exercises. And the first thing a sex therapist does with a couple that walks in with a high high dynamic or high desire, low desire dynamic is they say no sex for six weeks. Mm -hmm. So to take all the pressure off, because what ends up happening is that one couple, one person says, well, if you stop nagging me and wait until I come to you and the other one goes, okay. And so they grit their teeth and everybody's walking on eggshells and nothing's happening. So instead, the doctor steps in and says, I prescribe that you do not have any sex at all for six weeks. However, you have to do a week of just hand-holding. You have to do a week of just foot massages. You have to do a week of back massages. Sign up for this. (laughs) And you are not allowed to touch the genitals. You are not allowed to reach orgasm until six weeks. And so what that does is takes the sensation out of the genitals because another problem that happens with long-term monogamy is that everybody knows each other's bodies so well they know their highlight reel they go right to their hits and um, therefore there's no novelty there's no variety and sex is exciting when it has variety in it the other thing they do especially when there's kids in the house is they schedule their sex around childcare and working and everything else so it's a predictable time it's a predictable place it's a predictable position that will kill a sex life faster than anything so having a sex therapist step in and go, you know what, let's take sex off the table for six weeks and go back into the arousal you felt on your fingertips on your first date. What do you do for the, like, I mean, I know I've felt this at times where it's, it just feels like such rejection and like, you don't feel pretty enough. You don't. So it's like, how do how do you not take that on? Not make them think that that's like, on. Well, I, I'm a big believer in reframing. Uh-huh. And so what I would tell myself is, Wow. This guy must be pretty confident as he, if he turned down this 10. He must be so tired if he turned down this 10. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, I'm so ugly and fat and the baby in my belly. And yeah. It's beautiful. Don't guys find pregnant women sexy? There's something sexy about there, a little bump. It, and I, there, and I, but there are, yeah, you have, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was just t- telling Jana that, you know, I think last week of how beautiful I think she looks and how sexy, especially with how. Um, distant I was on the first pregnancy with the issues that were going on just now I'm I'm able to see it through a different lens where I'm like god you are beautiful like just glowing and I I I finally see that like through my own eyes because before they're clouded so yeah I think it's and the other thing I want to say we always think that the whore Madonna syndrome is in a man's head only meaning that some men aren't sexually attracted to women when they're pregnant or mothers or nursing or whatever Mm -hmm. um they have this concept in their head that there are two women and only one is effable right and so but it can happen in um in a woman's head as well so it's really hard when you're nursing and you're pregnant to turn all those mommy hormones off and go back into your vixen there are guys though too i mean i have a girlfriend that's pregnant and she's having a hard time because her her husband is you know he's not into it not into the pregnant that would be hard 
So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard. But I, but also, like, even once she communicated with him, it wasn't just about her. It's about how he's also feeling like he feels out of shape. So he doesn't feel sexy. So there's, mm-hmm. like, different layers with so much stuff. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, just, it's just, I mean, Corey, hopefully, you know, I feel like those are some great tips from Michael and Wendy. Um, but, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can thank our you. listeners find you? Like, you, you can find me anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Just keyword Dr. Wendy. And you can listen to me every Sunday and Wednesday live on KFI AM 640. You are Amazing. you're not only beautiful, thank but you, you are um, beautiful inside, too. Well, so I'm thank just you excited so to watch this young family grow. <laughs> oh, and your young sure. family. Oh, yes. Lord. She, yeah. <laughs> she might need your Stay number. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Wendy. Thank All right. You, Wendy. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Okay, so Sarah, you know that I'm like the biggest baby being home alone. Like I seriously text you all the time. All the time. Being like, hey, um, Mike's going to be out of town this weekend, so will you come over yep. and hang out with me? But now that I have ADT, I don't text you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> now you don't have to drive all the sad. way to my house <laughs> to stay at my place with me because I'm a total baby. But I love ADT because I honestly feel so safe. I feel safe knowing that me and my daughter can rest easy um, when we're, you know, obviously I feel I'm, I feel really safe when Mike's there, but it's just, it's so nice to just have that extra, um, security blanket for me to know that I can sleep and feel, um, secure. So for a limited time, ADT's lowest rate starting at just $28.99 a month for the most trusted name in home security. That's just a dollar a day. And honestly, I mean, don't you want to feel safe? Yes. Yes. So you need to sign up right now. So you need to go to ADT.com slash podcast or just ADT.com to take advantage of ADT's lowest rate. That's ADT.com slash podcasts. I mean, I want to feel safe and I want you guys to feel safe. So do it. Quick legal disclaimer, though, with 36-month monitoring contract, early termination and installation fees apply. Exclude taxes and fees. Applies to traditional services only. Certain markets included. Licenses available at Um, So I am so stoked. Put your cans on, sir. Um, Is that what they call it in the biz? The biz. Your cans. Cans. cans, Yeah. We have a numerologist here. Like, just walked in the studio. He's so cool. Like, you just, like, you look just so cool. I, I try. <laughs> like, guys, this is Remington Donovan. Yeah. Okay, so for those, speaking for my husband and me too, I'm just, my girlfriend Sarah is, like, all about this. Like, she knows numbers. Like, she's, she's like, crazy I'm into aware. this kind of stuff. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to you. Oh, but let's start I'm with. I'm just here. I'm just here. We're, let's get to my husband because I know you have no idea. What a numerologist is, right? No, I have an idea, but an again, idea. just like everything else, I feel like this has been a theme. Like, let's test Mike's skepticism every episode. <laughs> Mediums and psychics and <laughs> astrologers now, <laughs> numerologists. All it's right. like, all right, let's do it. Great. I literally got interviewed recently, and I said, oh, I usually don't try to do anything for skeptics, so I don't need to prove myself. <laughs> oh, but uh, it's, dun, dun, it's dun. not like, you know, I just want to say a couple of things. It's kind of like, here's a, here's a message. Here's a message of your soul, and you can take it in a lot of different directions. And it's not so much just the numbers. It kind of triggers an intuitive psychological response that starts to open up a process. And it's, so it's it's similar to, say, astrology. You know, I, I, I use your birthday. It's really simple. Somebody else has your exact same birthday, but it's still Britney Spears. Come- Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> not, 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 that one locked in the Not, not the same the year, though. Not the same year. But yeah. Okay. Um, you were, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I had to joke that everybody year. gave me their <clears throat> real year. 
Yeah, because we're um, in L.A. <laughs> yeah. It does. Uh, it, it creates a, a process. I mean, I have to be honest. I'm amazed every time. And I this is what I literally do for a living. And I consult with people every day. And I'm booked solid. And uh-huh. um, every time it opens something up. And uh, I'm still like a little kid, and I just still love being amazed. But how did you get into this? Like, what is it? Was it just like was it was there a number always in your head, and you're like, why is this coming to me? (laughs) Well, I have. So I I grew up total hippie parents on like a yoga community ashram. Um, So which part of it is actually in Virginia now, and I think that's where you were born. So, um, but uh, so. Being in that kind of environment, I I definitely see it more through kind of a spiritual perspective. What is the evolution of your soul? How can you use this to increase and expand and have a better life? Mm -hmm. So that spiritual experience is really this this expansion and this betterment of you. And somehow it comes through with these numbers. So I've just always had an interest in these deeper studies, but it's definitely from a kind of more devotional kind of loving perspective. And then you had to actually study like what these numbers mean. Is that? Yeah, I have a background in years in something called mystical Kabbalah and that ties in a lot of numbers. So I'm actually an astrologer, numerologist. I read tarot and then I'll have intuitive. So when I do is when I do a session with someone, I combine all of that. But for some reason I'm more known numerology. It has a ring to it, but um, I'm not, it's like crazy number obsessed. Like I'm not tracking like, oh my God, that license plate said 742 and I saw that in my receipt. But I will notice it. Like I ha- I had an experience. I don't know, this was like a year ago. I kept seeing the number 17. Like I had a receipt. It was like 7117. Then something else was 1771. I parked behind a license plate. It was like 1717. I went and got a taco and my number was 17. And I told my girlfriend, and she was in Italy. She was by a casino. And this I said, girlfriend? Yes. And I kept Gina. And I kept saying, uh, I see 17 everywhere. And so she went to a roulette And are you wheel. like, he's crazy? No, I was like, I'm playing 17. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So she went to a roulette, wet roulette wheel. And I'm uh, not a gambler. And she <laughs> uh, put everything on 17 and won. No. Stop. So. <gasps> So how many times have you won the lottery? Yeah, so bring him to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I, oh yeah, then the lottery is for $17 million once. So I'm like, that oh, right wow. after all the You're 17, wearing. I played, totally lost. So I don't know if it was, <laughs> you got to have some perspective. Right, right, right. Like right. people get totally their heads in the clouds. I get emails and messages daily that are like, okay, I, like a whole list of 40 numbers that they see. Like, what does it mean? I'm like. Means you should probably start paying attention to the road. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like in a store once and this guy runs out. He's like, oh, my God, your bill. It was $19.43. What does it mean? Like around L.A., I'm kind of known for it. And I was like, it just it means I spent way too much money for like a <laughs> bottle of water and a gluten free donut like, <laughs> in Los Angeles. So I definitely have some perspective. But what it does, it, it's very um, it, it has a deep message of of your soul so i i and it's literally just these few i have a little notebook here there's okay a few go numbers. you want to go but start with mike and i okay, okay. um oh god should I, i'm gonna start with you start just, with mike because right, he has, he has to skeptic. leave to go to, to work yeah so mike so i have these numbers there's these different placements sort of like an astrology chart like you have a sun sign a moon sign like i don't know someone's a sagittarius or a scorpio um so this, you have these different placements. And so Mike is a, a soul of eight. And you can take, so 
eight on its surface is an energy. It's actually somebody who's very much a healer. And what eight is is a symbol of is the sort of life force of the universe. And so where do you take it from there? So in a really good note, this says, okay, Mike has a soul that's very enthusiastic. It's high energy, and it's it really loves to uh, be of service. And even your numerology together, so um, you have a you have a gift of eight. So you guys together actually create a very uplifting, very enthusiastic, very healing energy. Does that mean you have to go to med school or study like Reiki or become like a clear <laughs> light healer? No, but it means that you have an energy force and you have a lot of power and a lot of vitality and there's excitement and there's th enthusiasm and it just wants to help others. So then we have a karma of two. So then we look at the things, what are the things to look at? You guys actually make a great relationship because there's actually a healthy codependence. Yeah. yeah. There can be a negative codependence. I know that word it sound, is generally negative, but two is this very open. You you have a uh, – Jana has a two-soul. Mike, you have a two-karma. Karma is just the thing that we're born to work on. We're supposed to learn. We're supposed to master. And that is very open. It's very loving. It's almost like a big hug. But then – its negative tendency is going to say, well, I love, I really want to belong. So you guys have a collective energy that loves connection, it loves family, it loves community. Mm -hmm. The downside of that is, okay, I love fulfillment, but what am I fulfilling myself with? Where am I looking outside of myself to consume? So it can come through overeating, intoxication, um, you know, being so caught up in a relationship or an outside issue to expand you and you lose track that what it really is is you're a very powerful open conduit so it's something much more sacred so go for that you have a gift though of being very orderly six is very has a lot of uh, follow-through a lot of consistency it's a very diligent number hmm. unless you take the i'm a total slacker <laughs> i'm not doing it sounds like i challenge that um <laughs> It, well, six is sort of like the orbit of the sun. So in a way that can get into a rut, like six can not make change. It can go through like an orderly flow. Six is the, um, it's like the cosmic harmony of the universe. That's something that you're talented at. Sometimes we don't know we have those gifts. So know that you actually have talents in creating order, uplifting spaces. You're in the energy field that shows up and is like, I don't know what it is. I love that guy. He's just vibrant and awesome. Yeah. But right. what you have to work on is what, yeah. are you, what are you opening up to? Yeah, but part of you, part of Mike actually likes to hide. Ooh. And that comes through 10. And 10 is this very extreme. 10 is the number of greatness, of nobility. It is the number of a king, of a queen. It has an energy of fame about it. It's radiance. Mm -hmm. How noble and radiant are you? And how... Are you how cool are you just staying in that kind of energy of that? And how much do you um, take any perceived failures in your life and really build on it? It's this extreme. It's like I deal with a lot of actors in Los Angeles and people that have incredibly successful careers. They'll have all these tens. And then they think they're total failures because they haven't won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. But they've been on tons of shows. They've done really well. So, uh, you know, Mike, it would be really good to just be like, look at whatever you think is a failure and realize that 10 is always a number of success and greatness. This is a huge energy field. 
Like, you're a powerhouse, but on a really deep soul level, Mike's very much a healer and is somebody who wants to show up and make everything better for mm. everybody. I love that. That's very true. And um, He's definitely been healing. It's, it's, you're like, you elevate people. You encourage people. And, and on a keynote is really, how, how do you show up to a situation? Not only do you make it better, only, only do I sort of out-charm this sort of someone's having a bad day, Mike, you can just show up, be yourself, but you make people feel safe. And that's a really big talent and gift. And people actually see you more as a teacher. So start to think, what can you do that just, so even if it's like charity work, but in some way, the things that are going to be the healthiest for Mike are like really deep community, family connections, love. Both of you like love, love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we love hard. Yeah, and uh, and but Mike, you're you're really a teacher who who elevates everything and and makes it better, and and a healer. And and again, take that on sort of abstract these ideas. No, he's been and he's stop been working hiding. ideas. Yeah, you, you hide. Yeah. There's a part of you that hides. That like stay great, and you're going to be good. I appreciate that. Um, but I love That's like spot on. the two because yeah. the dynamic that you guys with with Jenna, like Je your soul is two, mm -hmm. so it means you're very open. Yeah, it's very <laughs> so. But how open? I'm so, very open. Sometimes yeah. lessons there are like, and the soul is like, here's your you. But how open are you? You know, sometimes it takes discernment. Yeah. What am I again? Like I said, what am I fulfilling? But you guys together have this match that just. The deeper you go, mm -hmm. the better it is. Yeah. And um, but you have a gift of eleven. What does that mean? Well, eleven is called sound. So literally, the, the, your talents have to do with using voice with sound, huh. playing music, talking on the yeah. radio. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. So, so, but what what it is too is it's it's an expansion of your kind of frequency, is the way I would put it. So everything about you has a natural tendency you have gifts to get it out to the world mm -hmm. so what like the, the things you can really that's really good for even like investing money for example it's the kind of energy that says okay i'm going to do a little work in the moment i'm going to hand it off i'm going to let something else i'm going to let the universe in some level or another cultivate it and grow it do you have like a product line because that is really good for product line for getting I'm working you, on it right now. <laughs> you well that's your gift. You have to do it. You have to learn to be more of a boss. Yeah. You have to like boss bitch. <laughs> no, you have you literally have to own it. These are some of the biggest things that are going to make a difference in your life is going to say, "Okay, it's okay for me to speak up for my needs and what I want." And to sort of and it mean doesn't mean you have to be a harsh B word. Mhm. Mm means you can be really cool so communication is going to be key for you knowing where you set boundaries so things don't get to a point where you're just effing pissed and resentful mm -hmm. and and keeping it bottled in i mean we yeah. all do that at some point but for you to, is really learning to step into your real courage your real authority and you have you literally some of the things i would say you're born to learn is kind of how to run a run a business be a boss be an authority and use your loving gift that says the world is going to receive the things that you put out there. Mm -hmm. So something like, it, I mean, this is great. Like doing a, a radio show, being a musician, 11 has an energy, you know, acting. It needs to be seen. But like 
think of yourself as an entrepreneur, yep. run a company, I'm on a business start right now a that product. This I would say start yeah. get a product line going, and it can be really successful as long as yes. you know how to like just hone it in. You also have a path of eight. You both have this path of that enthusiastic kind of healer energy. And at the end of the day, it's really about how are we of service to others? How do we help others? Yes. Oh my my God. Mike helps others by being kind of a natural teacher and say, I'm going to show up and make it better and make you feel safer and make you feel good about your life. Mm -hmm. Like you would be a great, like, um, you know, those like, I'm, why am I totally going blank on those like speakers? A motivational speaker kind of energy. Yes. I'm not saying yes. you have to go do that, but know that that's an energy that you bring where people feel safe and good. But uh, Jana, you got to be a boss. You got to be cool with it. Right. You got to speak up. Yeah. I know you speak probably all day for a living, <laughs> but it's really no, hey, it's okay for me to go for what I want. I'm not being selfish and I can create order and structure and you have to learn where mike is a natural teacher people actually see you as a teacher and as a guide and somebody who makes it better you have to step into that role and that comes from the number five um five is also physicality so you know pro athlete's going to be the best easiest extreme like whoa actual pro athlete here Mm -hmm. but uh it's really the number of a teacher you have to learn about that. Okay. I was um, going to say, just knowing them, like, even when I come talk, Mike is always like, okay, let's talk about, th-. like, with my life problems, yeah. totally. And you yeah. speak up for everyone, <laughs> all your friends. She's like a ride or die. So then that makes sense. Like, now do it for yourself. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Can we have pants? And you, um, <laughs> yes. He's but you have a, a really, the two souls, you have a very, and you have a, what's called a projection. So you may be heard from that astrologer, like you have rising signs, which is sort of, that's the idea of how you come off. You have a projection. This is Jana has a projection of a number called four, which is all love. Everyone is going to see you as just holding this really loving space. So make the most of it. It's very not, very accepting, very compassionate. What do and, I have to be aware of? Well, it's the... um for you, it's viewing the world as working in your favor and that outside influences aren't a threat mm. and that things aren't working against you in some level. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like that comes from your karma of three where you might shut down. Uh, Mike's kind of even too open like okay. to like possibilities. But both of you have this thing. So look at like. How open I am I to possibilities and expansion, and where do I have the discernment to say, no, that's not going to serve a higher purpose for me? But you're both our teacher. You have to learn. Jan has to learn to be a little more of a teacher, but uh, you're here to really, as cheesy as it sounds, you're really here to uplift and help others shift the world. And collectively, your 10 energy, you guys together have a soul of 10, an experience of 10, you got to stay shine. You guys help each other stay completely radiant at all times. It's like the sun. The sun is a symbol of radiance because the sun is always shining and the sun is always giving. That's that energy. And a lot of prosperity comes from that 10. But together you guys have a path of seven. And that's the number that says, I want to make this better for everybody. I mean, you're like spot on with everything. With everything like we have. <laughs> Sarah's over there doing a round of applause. Um, yeah, I mean, because we have, we definitely are working on things to be able to public, you know, 
speaking and Mike wants to go out there and take that rain. And, you know, I'm working on a, a business and so it's just, but together we're working on our like brand to help people. And so that's, that's huge. Yes. You need to like help Mike have the confidence to stay radiant all the time and really be comfortable in that and to say, Hey, you're an awesome guy and you have so much to give and share. If I had emotional yeah. problems, I'd be going to Mike, honestly. I love that. That's wow. so good. I'll no, be but, like no, but it's, crying it's been with true, a box though. of tissues. No, like, it's, oh it's, it's true, though, because he's like, he's just now really starting to like open up to the idea of being able to, to help others with through his experiences because he has been through a lot. So I think it's, I and mean, this is now the third time you've heard this just in this setting. So. I know. <laughs> yeah, and the only ones that uh, the only ones that carry weight are honestly the astrologist and now Remi- Remington because the other stuff I just feel like is too subjective mediums and it's like nothing against that whatever for whatever people want to believe is fine but for me I feel like this is a little bit more concrete where there's not a lot of manipulation at least in my skeptic mind there's not a lot of manipulation with numbers and and stars and aligning I think it is what it is um so I mean I yeah, I just I have a lot of shame behind things still that stop me, and Jana's always there to cheer me on and encourage me. So that's that makes a, sense. That's a great way to put it. I I try to keep it really simple and real. And I, when people call me a psychic, I kind of I'm like, mm, it's not. It just opens up an intuitive process. Just if you were a psychologist, or right. it's it's more like being an artist. Mm-hmm. I'm more fascinated that somebody like. You write a song, it comes through, it comes out, and you manifest it, and you turn it into reality. Yeah. And th- these are just little things that say, hey, here's some clues, here's some tendencies, and here's a formula, whatever you're doing in your life. If you guys, like, owned a coffee stand, you could still use, you're just like, hey, we're giving coffee that is, like, uplifts everybody. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just so you know, too, though, there's a lot of good uh, – a lot of those eights and that enthusiasm, that energy, and that leaven, that's all good for financial expansion, too. So Yeah. So be cool with Woo! that. And, now we don't um, have to cut our Christmas money, babe. No, we're like, still there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Great. Got two emails six months. Like, we spend everything. <laughs> yeah. um, what are you doing? But um, don't uh, – make sure – Mike, like, just stay, stay in that that greatness, and don't. It ten wants to doubt itself. Ten, this yeah. is the thing for you to work on. Ten is somebody who has has greatness and success and love, and is lying in bed thinking, "I'm kind of a miserable failure at life." And I'm not saying you go that extreme. I say that in kind of a funny way. That's going to be the the super extreme. It's like that. Um, I always describe it. What was that movie, Talladega Nights? Did you guys see that? (laughs) Yes. Where uh, the uh, Will Ferrell's character's dad is always like, boy, if you ain't first, you're last. Right. That's 10. If I didn't, if I'm not first place, if I didn't win 40 Super Bowls, if I didn't, you know, get an Oscar, if I didn't always be at what I think the top of my game is, then I'm I've completely failed and I don't want to show myself to the world. And you know what? It's okay. You have to show yourself to the world because you're here to heal it and help it and you make everything feel better. And we need a world that people are allowing people to feel safe. That is, And that is literally one of the hardest things for me to do because I do have that mentality and I don't feel like anything I've accomplished is good enough. And that there, I just, I always feel like no matter, even though if I look back, I know I tried as hard as I could or did everything I, I possibly could that was in, within my power and things still didn't happen my, the way I wanted them to, I still feel like I could have done more. 
Like I'm never satisfied with what I do, which is very hard to live with at times. So Jan is always there to encourage me too. I I mean, I totally understand. You're the person though who's always encouraging everybody else. Yeah. And it takes a little practice to put it towards yourself. You know, Jana, just you give all love. Like you know how to make connections. Now in like, uh, you know, an emotional human interaction way, that's really deep. It's very sincere. But even on a on a practical real world way, like you know how to like. Let's say okay, I want to expand, and I I want to I don't know. Might be a dumb example, but I want to get this person on the show. Mm-hmm. That two energy. It's just like a bit. Just hug it all in. <laughs> Everything that you want, just kind of love it all in and yeah. and give it back out to the world. There's okay. no way you can't do awesomely well with these numbers. And you guys together have a relationship that encourages so much healing, greatness, and uh, yes. emotional support. And that's what we're trying to do on the show, actually. So that's amazing. Um, I have to take So off. I love it. You have to go. I have to take right. off. I so you. I love you. And have, have a field work. day with this one. Because she's, <laughs> oh, she's ready to go. Oh, yeah. I we got to get into Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sweating. Okay, I want to hear what you have to say about Sarah, but real quick, I want to tell you guys about homesick candles. I'm obsessed with these because literally, like, I have a Michigan candle. No, I I love these. Like, I love these. You have one, too? The Texas one. Uh, I know. It's like a little piece of home. Right, though? So cute. It's such a great idea because, I, I mean, honestly, it's... Right? Smells like remind you of something. Yeah, I know. Like whenever I smell copper tone, I feel like, <laughs> oh my God, it's summer. Yeah. And that's how these candles are. They remind you of where, you know, like, depending on which I got Northern California, so I can be reminded of home. You have Michigan. I have Michigan you know, and Tennessee, which I'm just like obsessed with. So they provide warm, glowing reminders of the special times, people, and places of your life. Stop. They even have a gender reveal one, too, which That's is so cute. Amazing. They sent me like, yeah, it's like, come on. Stylishly personalize your home office with a conversation starter that smells great and puts you in a good mood whenever you smell it or see it burning on your shelf. I mean, honestly, for me, it always makes me so happy because I miss Nashville every single day. Yeah. So when I light my Nashville candle with Tennessee like, and I'm like, <laughs> that little moment. Home. For your home. I know. Well, and it's so cool when someone comes to your house, too. You know when someone goes in your bathroom and then they smell that smell? Yeah. So it's like Go you into can my bathroom. give them as a gift. They're an amazing gift. But yeah. it's also great to buy for your own house so that when people come over, they're like, oh, why does that smell so much? Yeah. Exactly. And it's a great value, too. It's twenty nine ninety five. So I think that's fantastic. So go to homesick.com to find every single one of the 50 United States candles plus dozens of classic U.S. cities and popular countries that they will ship directly to you and your friends or family in just a few days. So right now, my listeners can get free shipping plus $10 off when you buy two or more candles. Just visit homesick.com. Use my code Jana. That's homesick.com and use my code Jana. Homesick no longer. Oh, love it. Um, okay, so real fast you got some time for my girl over here because she's yes, like she Sarah. needs as much help as possible well, it's funny all three of you have all of this energy and paths of eight eight is this this very it's 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 the life force it's the life of the party okay yeah. but it's the life of the party that shows up sure you could take that into like a crazy wild fun decadent way and call me later but um <laughs> what i mean that's that same healing energy so it's like know that you know, Sarah, know that you show up and, and you bring that enthusiasm. But you have to look at, too, for you, how far do you push yourself where you go to an extreme and then you crash and burn, then crash and burn, then crash and burn. So I'd say uh, wow. take some sort of adrenal vitamin supplement. But um, 
you also have the same thing about learning. If the more you speak up for yourself, the more you use your voice, um, you actually have an 11 soul and that's the soul. So, and, um, Jana actually wanted to get your gift is an 11. 11 is the number that literally can do anything. It's the number of anything. And you'll often meet people with 11 and they're like, well, I have a consulting company and then I like to do weaving on the side and then I do, and then I, yeah, I yeah. do craft shows. It, you know, you, for example, Jen, I know you, you sing, mm -hmm. you're an actor and a radio show host. Um, I don't know you personally. Uh, so, well, I don't know. Actually, I just met everybody. But <laughs> yeah. I could like Google yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have that gift in my numbers, Googling, but um, Sarah, you have an 11 soul that again, you have to realize that you're, who you are is trying to get out to the world more and don't limit yourself to think, Oh, I have to do one, like sort of one dimensional thing career wise. Like, Oh, this is it. Oh my God. So, so why don't you embrace the fact that you have talents to do everything? I mean, both of you, um, but you need to know that and to know that whatever thinking tells you, Oh, uh, I'm only supposed to do one thing yeah. in life. Forget about that. What about like, relationship though? Oh, geez. <laughs> well, Us. Here She's we go. very sensitive. Um, Aww. That's so you have a weird. Gift. Well, you have a gift of nine. Nine is the most sensitive, most sophisticated, most gentle number. It's highly intelligent. It's very intuitive. It's very psychic. But yeah. uh, it can be so sensitive that it just trips out and blows everything out of proportion. So let's take relationships. I'm telling you, for you, like, where do you compromise yourself? Where do you accept just good enough, and then get into a complacent rut and never cause change. Oh, oh my God. My gosh. armpits are sweating. <laughs> I can see it. I'm it's in true. a full body sweat. <laughs> um, that's, those, are, those are your lessons to learn. You have to learn to really stand up for, the, for quality. Mm. 11 is the number that everything will kind of come to you and everything will work out, but then it can get lazy. No, so true. And like, then, so, so let's take your relationship. How many relationships have you been in where you're just like, you know what? It's sort of, it's okay. It's not really good enough. And I hope nobody's listening, but, uh, <laughs> and you just sort of let it go on because you don't even want it. You, you're afraid to assert yourself and say, you know what? This doesn't serve a bigger purpose for me. Oh my God. And then you have 10 experience, which also tells me sort of like, Mike, what part of you says I'm maybe not worthy enough to attract the quality relationship that I have. You need to find somebody. You, a lot of times with relationship work is getting a better understanding of yourself to know, hey, I should attract somebody of this sort of caliber mm -hmm. that really aids in my existence. And then I will help that person. And 11 is, is a very great, very expansive, very big number. You can't putz around. 11 will just putz around and not figure it out because – it's sort of like, especially even with options of dating, it's like you can go on like an app and you're just constantly swiping. 11 is the number of all numbers. So all numbers are contained within 11. I always describe it, it's like watching Netflix. Hmm. So let's look at that like dating. You can put it on. Next thing you know, you've spent an hour just scrolling through a trillion options. And then you're like, there's nothing. And wow. that's like this sort of C. So... Just make your mark, set your boundary, know your worth. Amen to that, right? Know your worth. I need a beverage. You're a freaking eight. Like, that Ooh. is fun, high energy, yeah. vital, enthusiastic person to be around. And you have to own your 10. You have to say uh, every freaking day, I'm so radiant. I'm so beautiful. I'm a 10.
Okay? Just tell yourself. You got to wake up instead of like, I'm just like a, a, ten, a, a, a putz, and I'll just go along with whatever seems good enough. I mean, right? I mean, amen to that. Remington, where just, can my listeners find you? So, well, Remington Donovan, uh, I have a website, which is my name, RemingtonDonovan.com. Okay. But I love Instagram, and I do a love lot. Instagram. I actually do a little thing where I pick a tarot card every day, and I give a little lesson about it, or I'll cool. talk about the numbers. I'm and that you. My Instagram, well, it's the mystical arts, but it's uh, Remington Donovan. If you look that up, um, mm. those are probably the best ways. And then for private sessions, usually through my uh, website. And you're booked wow. out for like life? Uh, or Well, I'm going to be out of the country for a little bit. I'm actually teaching a lot in Spain right oh, wow. now. That's so, awesome. th- But once I get back, yeah, things are, there's okay. there'll be openings. You may have to wait a month. All right. Well, you are awesome. Point. And Amazing. I cannot thank you enough for, for bringing your numerology um, in thank here. Thank you so much. I love it. You guys are great and own it. You guys... To one last note, you have a very beautiful, just in the numbers, you have a very beautiful, very loving relationship. Just always work it out. There's so much love there and so much connection (laughs) and there's so much healing. And Sarah, you're you're freaking 10. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just own it. Own it. Thank you, Remington. Thanks, guys. Okay. How you doing, girl? I mean, we like, I I mean, for being last night, I feel totally set up. (laughs) Like, this was planned. <laughs> it wasn't planned. I swear it was not planned. But, I mean, I mean like, wh- how was it for you? Like, do you feel, I mean, not only are you a 10, that's what Remington said, but, I mean, the things that, you know, oh Dr. God. Wendy Walsh said to you and just that the conversation. How, are you, are you, are you okay? Or? Oh, no. I'm, I'm good. But I think it's great because I've never had, like, a, I mean, I talked to, like, you and people. I've never had, like, a specialist get yeah. all up in my grill. <laughs> and she was up in it. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I know she said like I got an ultimatum or and then break up and they get back together. But at the end of the day, like, am I really gonna do anything? Not probably not. <laughs> You're just gonna be happy. No, but you I'm do happy. need to set something though. No, that is, and I yeah. What if you say, hey, this is what I want, and I'd love to. Oh, he knows what I want. And okay. say, well, when do you want it? I know. Whatever. Just need to get there. Let's just hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> God. <laughs> No kidding. I hope nobody I know listens to this. Um, but seriously, thank you for no, being on the show. I I'm, swear I didn't set you up, even though I, this was fun. my girlfriend Catherine always thinks I'm setting her up whenever I mean, she's on. But no, I swear no. to you, this was not a setup, I'm and so I love you. I love you. And um, just a huge thank you to Remington Donovan, our numerologist, and then Dr. Wendy Walsh for just being fantastic guests on our show. Um, and thank you, Sarah. Hopefully you'll come back. Oh my God, I can't wait. This was my Are opener. You to come to Vegas with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Until next time, we'll wind down later. Bye.